It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to another edition of the IDP Corner, uh, a special edition of IDP Corner, a, a solo edition of IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. Normally with me tonight would be our other IDP analyst over at FantasyPoints.com, Mr. Thomas Simons. But Thomas is off doing a hockey game tonight, uh, shooting on the uh, hockey film crew over there in Seattle. So um, got lots of hockey pucks flying at him if you see him. Matter of fact, I might leave him. Uh, I might leave you guys his mailing address and you can mail him some hockey pucks for leaving us high and dry here. Um, uh, no worries. No worries, Thomas. I'm sure you're going to be listening to this. Uh, we're going to miss you tonight, but what we're going to do tonight, we're obviously, this is championship week. If you're listening to this, chances are you have at least one team uh, playing for the championship, if not a handful. So we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. Uh, Thomas has given me some notes, um, and I'm going to I'm gonna make sure to check in with some of them. Uh, and I'm also going to do maybe a little bit more of what I normally do in my articles for Fantasy Points com, which is kind of go matchup based and really go from team to team and talk about where the fantasy production is going uh, in kind of larger terms. So um, we're going to dive in. If, if any of the advice I put out here uh, goes well for you this week, just know that came directly from me. Anything that doesn't work, you can just assume probably came from Thomas uh, and and I'll, uh, we can uh, send him some hate mail for that. I'm sure he's going to kill me after hearing this. So let's dive in. One of the first things that Thomas wanted to bring up was what happened with Arizona and their secondary. All season long, it's been Jalen Thompson who has been the fantasy producer. He plays more in the box than Buda Baker this season. They've moved Buda uh, back where he's playing more free safety than he is box safety, uh, and his production has really kind of dried up. But last week, we saw it flip around. Baker led the team. He had 12 total tackles, seven which were solo, had a sack, a couple of quarterback hits, a PD, two tackles for loss. He had one of those like huge DB1 games that you drafted him to get, only it happened in week 16 probably after you dropped him. Um, and Jalen Thompson only had four solos. Now, luckily, he did get a tackle for loss. So looking at the alignment, it does look like Buda Baker played his regular role. It's about a... I wanna, it's not quite two-thirds uh, free safety and then the rest near the box, whether it be in the box or be uh, or in the slot, but it's it's pretty close to that. So he's playing – He I didn't see any variation from his normal role. I think this just happened to be what the offense gave this defense. So going into this week, I can't start Buda Baker assuming he's going to have another double-digit tack week. Doesn't mean he's not going to, but I didn't see anything other than what the offense happened to give Arizona that would have produced that. It also means if you've been starting Jalen Thompson, you should feel pretty good about him. We're going to get into that uh, uh, later. Uh, for Baltimore, Tony Jefferson came through for us. Uh, he's been coming through a lot lately for the Ravens. He only played 62% of the snaps, but he did post nine tackles uh, and also had a tackle for loss and a quarterback hit. Um, Neville Hewitt, he was the, the main fantasy producer for the Texans while a lot of their, um, 
a lot of their linebackers were on COVID. So if you started Neville Hewitt, he came through for you uh, for with 11 tackles. Another player who happened to pop off the radar, the fantasy radar because of COVID, would be EJ Speed, who started for Darius Leonard. Um, he played mostly just in sub packages uh, as the fifth DB, but he ended up having a really good game. He led the, t- the team with nine total tackles. But playing as a sub-package player is more of a 50B is not something we can normally rely on. Uh, We also lost Miles Jack last week due to COVID, and uh, Chappelle Russell stepped in, a weak side linebacker, and had seven tackles. Lots of players uh, either quickly coming off or quickly coming on the the COVID list uh, wreaked a lot of havoc last week. I'm trying to name some of the players who played that are, are likely not going to repeat that due to um, some of these players coming back. Uh, we had a we had a really good game from MJ Stewart, who started, uh, who is usually cornerback eligible, and he started basically as safety for the Browns, led the team with ten total tackles. But they are getting healthier COVID wise too, so uh, it might be that Stewart doesn't play those same kind of snaps this week. If you had Derwin James and you considered starting him because he was active. Uh, unfortunately, as you know, <laughs> he didn't play a single snap. So, uh, you got burned on that one. Uh, hopefully he will, uh, come back this week. Um, speaking of people who came back, Denzel Perryman for the, uh, the linebacker for the Raiders came back. He played 93% of the snaps. Now we only had five tackles, four of which were solo, but. That wasn't because Perriman wasn't on the field enough. As I said, he was on the field for 93% of the snaps. It was that Denver ran the ran just 38 total offensive plays. So there's just not a whole lot going on there uh, for production for Perriman. So if you uh, have Perriman and are scared to start him this week, I wouldn't be. He went right back to his regular role. He just got, uh, just got into a bad matchup. Okay, let's look at some of these um, matchups for the week. Let's start with Atlanta at Buffalo. Uh, this should be a pretty interesting game. Buffalo is is more than a two-touchdown favorite over Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has been a, a pretty big uh, producer for defensive linemen. They rank sixth in uh, fantasy points per game to defensive linemen. So Ed Oliver should have a good game. Uh, I also like Jordan Poyer in this game. Um, and uh, on the other side, I like AJ, AJ Terrell uh, for the uh, for the Falcons. The Buffalo Bills are a top 10 team for producing to, um, to opposing defensive backs. So I like AJ Terrell. He's probably going to get targeted a lot, um, which is, works really well in cornerback heavy leagues. Moving on to the Giants and the Bears. Uh, this should be a fairly slow game. There's only uh, about 37 and a half expected points between the two of them. Um, but there are some good matchups across the board. Chicago produces in top, the, the top 10 in all three major categories uh, positionally. Defensive lineman, linebacker, and defensive back. In particular, I like Logan Ryan this week for the Giants going against that Bears offense. For Kansas City uh, playing um, in Cincinnati, this should be a fairly close game. Uh, Kansas City uh, has about a five-point advantage, uh, according to Vegas, should be should produce about fifty points. Um, but Kansas City across the board has been slow for defensive backs and linebackers. They're in the bottom five for defensive backs. This might be a slow game for Jesse Bates. Um, and also a slow game for um, for Vaughn Bell. You might, you probably, you're still going to use them. However, on the flip side, 
what we have is the Bengals are a top five matchup for linebackers and uh, and uh, they're sixth for defensive backs. Unfortunately, there's so much movement with the Kansas City Chiefs linebackers that become really hard to use in what would otherwise be a good matchup. Moving on to uh, the uh, the Colts and the Raiders. Uh, Colts are at home. They are, they're a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, I think uh, this should be a really good week for the uh, for the Colts linebackers. It does look like Darius Leonard is back. So Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke have have good matchups. The Raiders produce uh, the ninth most fantasy points for for linebackers. So I like both of them this week. Also noting that Kari Willis is off the COVID list as well, and he should be uh, in the mix there too. He plays a lot of box safety, which means he's going to get some of that top 10 production that we think of as going to linebackers. Next matchup is Jacksonville at um, at New England. Uh, obviously, New England's heavily favored here by more than two touchdowns. All almost all season long, Jacksonville has been a really bad matchup for defensive linemen. They just do not run the ball much. Now I understand that they ran it some. Uh, they ran it more last week for sure. Uh, we've had a coaching change, but they are most likely going to be trailing, and I think any chance for them to win will likely rest on throwing the ball um, a ton. And uh, if they get um, if they get behind early, it's gonna. I think they're gonna fall back into that where they're throwing it a ton. Also. Jacksonville's uh, pass protection has been better than a lot of people think. I've mentioned that a, a couple of times. So they're giving up about a sack per game, but you would assume it would be a lot more on a team that loses this much. So long story short, the Patriots defensive linemen maybe don't have as, as good of a matchup as you might think. Uh, however, both of these teams are top five for uh, defensive back production, particular Jacksonville. And this is a good uh, way to look at it. If Jacksonville's constantly throwing and trying to make up ground, that means a lot of their offense will be going to the defensive backs to that to the secondary and uh, and bypassing those defensive linemen. There's just not a lot of tackles there because they're not running a lot between the tackles. So um, that you, that's a pretty easy thing to see on paper. So what does that mean? We talked about the bad matchups for the Patriots. A good matchup would be. Uh, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, these defensive backs. Um, I, I, I mean, they they might test some of these outside corners like J.C. Jackson, but in general, I, I like Duggar and Phillips is uh, on a combination of cleanup duty and also getting there into the box a little bit. Carolina at the Saints. Um, Carolina has been a phenomenal matchup for defensive linemen all year. So this is a great week to start Cam Jordan and to start Marcus Davenport. When Marcus Davenport is healthy, he produces at a top 10 or top 15, I should say, defensive lineman clip, and he is currently healthy. So I like both of these uh, edge rushers this week against Carolina. Uh, New Orleans should have a lead. Um, it also should be a pretty decent week to use Demario Davis, who uh, just came off the COVID list. So did Quan Alexander. Both of these guys have a good matchup. Carolina is eighth in fantasy points to linebackers. On the flip side, New Orleans just does not produce. Their offense doesn't produce a lot to opposing secondaries. They're 29th in the league for opposing fantasy production to secondaries. So this might be a slow week for their corners and for Jeremy Chin. Chin had a fairly slow game last week, uh, and he might have to follow that up with another fairly slow game. I see somewhere in the four to seven tackle range, which isn't bad. But I, he's going to have a hard time getting to that 8 to 11 tackle range, which you would want to see. I mean, 
Chin certainly has that in his wheel in, in his repertoire. He just has a, a he'll have a tough time this week. This would also be a fairly slow game. Moving on to Tampa Bay at the Jets. Uh, Tampa Bay is about a two-touchdown favorite here. We have a, a handful of, of uh, matchups this week where um, we have a really good offense or a really good team just um, taking it to a, a really poor team. So we've got several several matchups that are likely to be lopsided. Obviously, this is one of those. Until about two weeks ago when the Saints absolutely manhandled uh, Tampa Bay's O-line with their power rush moves, um, Tampa Bay has been a really tough matchup for um, for uh, defensive line. I, I know that um, Thomas has got a note here on that uh, as well. Um, it was uh, talking mainly about uh, um Tom Brady and it's a combination of that their their O line is really strong. They're normally really good in pass protection. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't throw the ball. I mean, sorry, <laughs> throw, that's all they do is throw the ball. They rarely run the ball, even when they're up big. You know, we've seen this with Tennessee when Tennessee is ahead or it's close or they're behind. If they've got Derrick Henry, they're going to run it. it. The score does not matter, and we see this for Tampa Bay as well. They want, you know, Tom Brady wants the ball in his hands. He wants to be able to control the offense. Um, so not only do they not run it a lot, so there's not a lot of extra tackles for your defensive lineman, but also uh, Brady Brady isn't throwing uh, uh, very many inter- interceptions, which very little of that would go to the defensive lineman anyway, but he's really good in the pocket, which means that they're just not bringing him down. Like I said, two weeks ago, I believe, was the exception to the rule, and it had a lot to do with the matchup. You know, um, Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport, uh, and even those interior lines, they they specifically thought they could attack this Tampa Bay O line by by um, by using power as opposed to speed, a lot of bull rush activity, and that really did um, do well for them. Carolina, their next opponent, however, didn't have that kind of luck. Uh, they had zero sacks and just one quarter uh, quarterback hit. Uh, their IDPs across the board had no INTs, no forced fumbles, no fumble fumble recoveries, and only three PDs that day. So. Um, as much as we think that might be a good matchup, it's a pretty terrible matchup for Quinnen Williams and the Jets. The Jets are a top 10 matchup for defensive linemen. So if you've got uh, Joe Tryon Shoyinka, this might be a good week to use him. Obviously, they're banged up on on, on the edge there uh, and with a two-touchdown lead and uh, a, a Jets offense that produces top 10 uh, fantasy points to defensive linemen. This should be a good week to use him. Moving on to Miami at Tennessee. This should be a fun game. I really love Christian Wilkins this week. The, the entire Miami D-line I like this week, but obviously particular uh, Wilkins, who tends to be their biggest and their most consistent fantasy producer on that line. Tennessee is the number one matchup for defensive linemen, uh, just, just a product of how their offense is run. They're also the number two matchup for linebackers, so this is a good week to use Jerome Baker. Their, um, their version of wide zone or outside zone uh, and their their heavy reliance on the uh, on the run 
uh, is something that uh, produces just a ton of fantasy points, obviously for the first two levels of the defense. So this should be good weeks for them. Now, obviously they don't have Derrick Henry, but they really haven't gotten too far away from that offensive identity. Uh, getting Obviously getting A.J. Brown helped them last week uh, in that regard. But remember, uh, Tennessee is now going up against Miami's elite defense, and they have two shutdown corners and a handful of really good uh, and really smart safeties. So there's a good chance they're going to look at Miami's weakness, which happens to be run defense more so than pass defense, uh, and uh, they should attack them via the run. Moving on to the Eagles at the Washington football team. Um, Philly has just been an absolutely terrible matchup for opposing linebackers. They're 31st in that category. Um, so although Cole Holcomb is back, this does look like um, a, 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 a tough week to use him. You know, most likely you are using him if you're if you play two or three uh, D, uh, two or three linebackers. Um, but man, this is going to be a, a tough week to use him. If you've got Jamin Davis, we already saw last week he didn't do a whole lot. Um, but there's a um, there's a really good chance that uh, Holcomb won't do a lot this week either. I'm trying to remember. I I feel like uh, no, that's right. I don't think Davis even played. I think Davis was on the COVID list. Um, and uh, we started. I can't remember the emergency linebacker. Uh, I had to start in his place in 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 um, in an IDP expert league, and I, I think he got me uh, six tackles, was just enough to um, win that matchup for me. And I'm going to the finals. Uh, so. Um, I can't believe I can't remember this guy's name, but I remember that they asked who was going to take over for Cole Holcomb and Ron Rivera uh, pivoted away from Jamin Davis, which was obviously a bad sign. Um, Moving on to Denver at the Chargers. Uh, this should be a pretty good game. Both teams are bottom five for linebackers, however, linebacker production. So uh, Baron Browning, although uh, I, I really like using him, he's been like a six to eight tackle guy. He might be closer to that six mark as opposed to the eight mark this week, might even be a little bit under that. Uh, Denver's offense just hasn't really been producing a whole lot to any level of the defense, but in particular, it's they've been anemic to linebackers. So uh, this might be a slower week for Kaiser White. I love using Kaiser White. He gives me normally, you know, somewhere in that seven to ten tackle range, uh, even a little bit more than that. He's been an LB one, uh, but if he if he produces, he's likely going to be more in the six to eight tackle range this week. Hopefully, he can get more solos than assists. However. I do like Justin Simmons and possibly some back, um, some uh, um, uh, Kareem Jackson love. Hopefully he's he's got a, a bounce back game in him this week, and that's because the Chargers throw it a ton. Even though they've got Austin Eckler, they really don't. You know, run him traditionally as much as you think. As a matter of fact, they're a really poor matchup for defensive linemen. So it's a slow week for um, your Denver defensive linemen. They don't really use Eckler in a traditional running back role as often as you might think. The majority of their production goes to the defensive back. So I like Justin Simmons. And like I said, a little bit of extra love for Kareem Jackson. Houston at San Francisco. Houston's been a top five opponent for defensive linemen. So if you've got a couple, you know, if you've got a couple of uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers, obviously you're starting Nick Bosa. He's got a great matchup this week. Uh, another team where where they're favored by almost two touchdowns. That's San Francisco, obviously, over Houston. San Francisco's at home. But I also like my other interior defenders there for San Francisco. Um 
Houston, as much production as they give up front in the on the first level of defense, they're just a it's just a terrible matchup on the on the third level in the secondary, basically, um, for San Francisco. So if you've got some San Francisco um, DBs, they they are likely to have a pretty slow game this week against the Texans. Uh, moving on to the Rams at Baltimore. Um, start all your Rams IDPs. That's all I can say. Baltimore is fourth in fantasy production to defensive linemen. They are seventh in fantasy production to linebackers, and they are first in fantasy production to DBs. So if you've got a Los Angeles Ram, this is the week to use them. However, on the other side, not so much. Uh, the Rams are 32nd. They're dead last in fantasy production to linebackers. So this is likely going to be a slow week for Patrick Queen. We've obviously seen his fantasy value ebb and flow. This looks like one of those ebb weeks. Uh, it's going to be really tough to trust Patrick Queen this week. Um, uh, the Rams have also been pretty stingy against defensive linemen, so some of your Ravens defensive linemen might be in for a, a pretty slow game. Now, one of the nice things about this matchup is that we do these things called game hubs over at fantasypoints.com. And one of the things we do is we try to rank the general, the expected number of snaps, the expected pace and speed when you match two teams together. But Baltimore and the Rams are coming in as our number two um, uh, team or number two matchup this week for fantasy production on both sides of the ball. So um, as I said, start Start all your Rams against Baltimore. If you have to start Patrick Queen or you have to start maybe somebody like Tony Jefferson, luckily the play speed, this being what it predicted to be a fairly uh, close game, there's a good chance that you can still get enough, that we'll still have enough of a fantasy floor, uh, fantasy floor just based on volume alone. Speaking of pace of play, we're now going to move on to what we consider the fastest pace uh, or the, the most productive game on the Week 17 slate, and that's Arizona at Dallas. This is expected to be a shootout, over 50 points expected. Uh, it's also expected to be a close game, although Dallas is favored. They're favored by less than a touchdown. If Arizona can get their offense back on track, uh, there's a good chance this is going to be a shootout and a ton of fantasy action is going to happen on both sides of the ball. However, uh, for Arizona, this is a fairly tough matchup. The Dallas O-line has been fairly stingy. They're 27th in fantasy points per game to opposing defensive linemen. Zach Allen has been a nice uh, start there at defensive tackle most of the season. This could be a, a, a you know a little bit of a stingy game for him. Uh, Chandler Jones is somebody that uh, you know in, in edge leagues I'm definitely starting. He's just not somebody I can sit. Now we were talking earlier about the Jaguars and how they tend to not produce much. Um, to the defensive lineman because most of their production goes into the secondary. Well, that is absolutely the case for Dallas as well. They are they rank third in fantasy points per game to defensive backs. So um, we started this off, or I started this off, off talking about Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, how those two work. I believe this is going to be a bounce back game for Jalen Thompson. He's just in a, a smash fantasy spot here. Should be tons of volume coming his way. Dallas's offense tends to leak production to the secondary. Um, and if you, um, if you're feeling good about Buda and you want to start him, uh, unlikely he's going to get a sack and two, 
tackles for loss and 12 tackles like he did last week. But this could be a game where he gets seven and nine tackles. He could still produce well, even in that kind of secondary um, safety role. Uh, Thompson does still look like the better bet, uh, despite what happened last week. Couple more games for you: the Lions against the Seahawks. Um, this is one of the slower games. We have this as the third slowest game on the slate. Not a lot of fantasy production here. Neither of these teams produce for defensive backs, so this could be a slow week for Ryan Neal. We've been using Ryan Neal in place of Jamal Adams. This could be a, a slow week for him and some of their uh, their cornerbacks as well, um, mainly because. Detroit is 31st in fantasy points to defensive back. Just not a lot of production going that way. And there's only one team that's worse in um, fantasy production per game to defensive backs than Detroit, and that's Seattle. Seattle's poor offense just has been a dismal matchup for defensive backs. These are really just two dysfunctional offenses. They certainly have a chance to spring to life. They may both spring to life, but with a 42 points um, uh, projected total, um, this really could be a slow game for all your defensive backs in this matchup, including Tracy Walker. Um, the, the good matchup here is going to be Detroit, uh, against the Seattle linebackers. Detroit is the number one offense for opposing linebacker fantasy production. So, I mean, you're obviously starting Bobby Wagner, um, but you're likely obviously starting or likely also starting Jordan Brooks. These should be good games for them in terms of overall tackle production. The only thing to keep in mind here is they are playing at home. So this is likely to be one of those games where you get, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Bobby Wagner gives you 14 tackles, but there's a chance it could be five solo uh and and nine assists so um if you are solo heavy in your scoring um we hate playing in Seattle for that reason they're their their um their uh tackle crew tends to give out more uh, assists than solos but volume alone I'm starting I'd I'd rather have 14 16 tackles even if the majority of them are um are are assists because it's just such a huge tackle floor Two more games for you before we wrap up. Minnesota at Green Bay. This should be a fun game um, uh, to watch. However, this should be a pretty poor game for fantasy production for our IDPs. Green Bay is just a brutal combination of, first of all, they're a very efficient offense. Um, You know, we know that uh, Aaron Rodgers rarely throws interceptions. They rarely fumble. They're a very fundamentally sound team. Just not a ton of turnovers. Not only that, like I said, they're efficient. They use fewer plays to get down the field than most teams. And they are one of the slowest offenses to run. So um, that really is just going to kill us in terms of the amount of, of fantasy floor we can get for our Vikings IDPs. However... We're looking at Harrison Smith and we're looking at Eric Kendricks. These guys, we have to just assume are matchup proof because generally they are. Maybe, you know, Smith and Kendricks don't give you, you know, 10 to 14 tackles, but, uh, you know, I just, I can't sit in either one of those guys. They're just, they just produce week in, week out. Um, 
just go in with a little bit of a lowered expectation. Expect about 70 to 80% of what we normally get from those guys, and uh, I think you'll be uh, properly set up there. Uh, a matchup that I love is on the other side of the ball, and that's um, Devondre Campbell going up against Minnesota. Minnesota produces the third most fantasy production to opposing linebackers. Uh, they obviously are a fairly run-heavy offense, and uh, this really does set up well for uh, Green Bay's linebackers, which is mainly their primary linebacker, obviously, is Devondre Campbell. Closing out is going to be Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Uh, this looks like a a pretty uh, a, a pretty slow game as well. It's, it's actually a, a a medium matchup. It's just going to be a lower scoring affair. It looks like it's um, the over uh, there is uh, uh, we got Cleveland um, barely eking this out, but um, in terms of expected points, just forty expected points. Um, so a, a pretty a slow game there. Cleveland's run game uh, produces a good amount of fantasy points for linebackers. They're fifth most for linebackers. So I wanted to bring up a Pittsburgh linebacker, and that's Joe Schobert. Since moving to Pittsburgh, it was a you know, obviously an early season trade there. He was really only posting about five tackles per game. He'd pop off occasionally, have a have a double digit tackle game, but mostly he was just producing about five six tackles a game. Really disappointing. However, over the past three or four weeks, he's been moving that number up into the seven to eight tackle range. So. Um, it's good to see his production kind of pick up. Andy's got a top five matchup this week against the Browns, uh, who should be running the ball a lot. So I like Schobert to maybe get over seven tackles, somewhere between seven to 10 tackles, I think is in Schobert's uh, range this week. He, he might be somebody that you haven't been using a lot, but you might need him this week. Um, and other than that, it should be a fairly slow game. Now, I've rarely mentioned uh, COVID issues because – I'm recording this Thursday night. There's no Thursday night football game, but um, just, you know, we've done this the last couple of weeks trying to catch people up on COVID injuries. But the bottom line is by Saturday morning and then by Sunday morning, so much has changed because remember or, um, that they've now changed the rules that um, uh, in ter- for vaccinated players and I think even for unvaccinated player unvaccinated players that your turnaround time is no longer 10 days or is down to five days. So they're really trying to turn things around here. The NFL is as we get closer to the end of the season. So what I would tell you tonight about COVID could be completely irrelevant or likely will be completely irrelevant by Saturday or Sunday. Um, one main injury news I, I want to mention, and that's that Landon Collins' foot injury has landed him on IR. So that really does clear room for Bobby McCain and Cameron Curl, who have been really solid IDP assets. It's just nice to have Collins kind of, for lack of a better term, out of the picture there, out of the way. Um so that uh, we're not having to worry about that that third safety element. They'll, obviously, they're going to move somebody in there. Um, but for me, uh, I really like Cameron Curl uh, going forward in this matchup. And if you have to also play in week 19, hopefully or week 18, uh, hopefully you don't have to play in week 18. Uh, but if you do, one of the fun things to do is to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. 
Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 17 and has already awarded over $4 million. Our staff at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive Fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use promo code FANTASYPOINTS when you sign up and you'll receive a free 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or by visiting www.thrivefantasy.com and tune in to the Extra Points live stream every Sunday morning to find out some of our favorite Thrive Fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us heading into the Week 17 Championship Week. Hopefully all of that matchup information is going to help you make some critical decisions. Uh, please watch these COVID lists very, very carefully. Uh, look for our inactives and actives, which will be coming out. We have a great uh, resource on this, on our website uh, for injuries. Go to, go to fantasypoints.com. You can go under research and news. There's a tab there for injuries. It not only shows you what their status is, what I love about it is it shows you the weekly report. So you can see it was at limited practice. We'll have people we'll have players who practice in full on Friday, but are still listed as questionable. And if you can see that they had a full practice on Friday, it's gonna make you feel a little bit more confident about their their prospects for playing on uh, on on Saturday or on Sunday. So uh, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to sign us off by using uh, my main man Thomas's uh, famous tagline at this point. Uh, good luck, everyone, this week. Be well and be safe. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.